the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You know, in this last century, despite all of the advances we've had in agribusiness and arts and technology, it was the most violent century in the history of the world. Over 100 million people were murdered by their own government in Russia and in Germany and in China and elsewhere. So the flowering of culture and invention does not restrain the escalation of sin. And we see that here in Genesis as well. And that is where we catch up with Pastor Leighton Sheely here today on Study Verse by Verse online at highlands.us. We are back looking at the bloodline of Cain. And even though they are quite accomplished, their sin gets worse and worse. With those kind of warnings, let's explore together. Once again, here's Pastor Leighton with today's Study Verse by Verse. This is Cain's attempt at providing security for himself. He's not quite sure that he can put his trust in God. That's what got him in the problem in the first place. And so he's ensuring his own protection. This is also indicative of a continuing desire to be independent from God as well. And that's called the way of Cain, slipping, sliding away from God. Then the next verse tells us about some of his descendants, to Enoch was born Irad, to Irad, and Irad fathered Mahujel, and Mahujel fathered Methushiel, and Methushiel fathered Lamech, or Lamech. The pronunciation is uncertain to me. I grew up in calling him Lamech, so if you don't mind, I'll call him Lamech, but it might have been Lamech, all right? Uh, now, we don't know anything about most of the people in this list until we get to Lamech, or Lamech. And it says here, and Lamech took two wives, the name of the one was Adah, and the name of the other, Zillah. And so it didn't take very long for God's design of marriage to get warped. This is the first time in the Bible where monogamous marriage breaks down. He married two wives, Adah and Zillah. So the scripture in Genesis 2.24 where it says, A man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, has now been warped to mean and cleave to his wives, as in plural. The scripture's been warped. And so here we see at the initial uh, growth of civilization, the first signs of degeneration with the institution of polygamy, which came to dominate much of the narrative of Genesis. Uh, And its disastrous effects are recorded for us uh, throughout the scripture. And, And it continued for many centuries. Even King David and Solomon practiced polygamy. It was Jesus who called believers to get back to God's original design uh, for marriage in Matthew 19 when he warned with regards to divorce from the beginning, it was not so. And so as civilization advanced, so did rebellion against God's word. Verse 20, Adah bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. So Tents are mobile habitations, and they are usually associated with people who move around with their herds in order to find fresh pasture uh, for their herds. And you'll notice here that it uses the word father to describe him. Now, wait a minute. Just earlier in this chapter, didn't we hear that Abel had a flock? He, He was a shepherd. 
And the answer is, why, why wasn't he called the father? Well, the, the word here, father, is indicative. It, it's a different description than that of Abel. Abel had his own little flock. But what it's describing here is Jabal became the first commercial uh, rancher. He had a huge amount of, of animals uh, in terms of number and variety. That's what it's describing here is he turned it into a commercial adventure. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who play the lyre and pipe. So both of Adah's sons excelled, one in livestock, the other in the artistic and music arts. Jubal's name is associated with the jubilee that's later mentioned in scripture, as well as the ram's horn that is played to announce the year of jubilee. So uh, music in the arts can be very, very uh, wonderful in glorifying God when they're used correctly, but if they're not, uh, then, they, then they can be misused and cause much damage. And, and today we see the stage and screen regularly portray evil as something exciting and good when in fact it is not. Verse 23, Zillah also bore Tubal-Cain, or Tubal-Cain. He was the forger of all instruments of bronze and iron. So Tubal-Cain is associated with the development of technology and industry, which included, no doubt, making weapons as well. And this is indicated or suggested by the fact he's not simply called Tubal, which, you know, when you think about it, would be an excellent rhyme for the family, right? His half-brothers are called Jabal and Jubal and Tubal, right? That would make sense. Uh, but they add this appendage to Tubal, Cain, and that is a reference to the violent side of his craft. This father of technology, if we can speak to it as such, was named in part after his great-great-great-grandfather, Cain. And that indicates... Uh, some things. Technology can be used and should be used for the benefit of mankind and the glory of God. But when it's developed uh, apart from God, it can have immense potential for evil. There's no uh, combination of an abundance of food like Jabal would have provided, or arts and uh, arts like Jubal would have provided, or technology uh, like Tubal Cain would have provided. I'm working at these names. Uh, but there, there, there's no combination of these things that can save a society or make a society good. Nazi Germany, in its day, considered itself the repository of high art, a leader in technology and the master of mass production and, and so forth. And all the while, the Third Reich was enslaving people and performing unspeakable evils. The scripture then says the sister of Tubal-Cain was Naama. Naama. And, uh, you know, in the Bible, names are important. And Naama means lovely, gorgeous, pleasant, or gracious. Now, there's something else significant, and that is mom's, uh, Adah's name, the first wife's name, means pleasure, ornament, or beauty. In other words, she was his trophy wife. That's what that's suggesting. And, and so the implication of these names is that in this society, uh, this culture, beauty was worshipped. And so the original character of marriage consisting of the union of one man, one woman, designed by God for happiness and the propagation of the race was completely ignored. And wives were chosen to gratify the lust of the eye and the fleshly appetite. That's what's indicated or suggested in these names. When names are given, there's a reason. Verse 23, Lamech said to his wives, Adah and Zillah, hear my voice. 
You wives of Lamech, listen to what I say. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain's revenge is sevenfold, then Lamech's is seventy-sevenfold. Kind of sounds poetic, doesn't it? Well, that's because in the original language, it was poetic. It was poetry. And the perfect form of the verb would seem to indicate a past event, but that, can, that, that form can also indicate a conditional sense. That he, Lamech wasn't speaking of something he'd already done, but something that he would do and not hesitate to do if it was required or he had the opportunity. So then the question is, is if it can be seen both ways or interpreted both ways, which way is more likely the intended original meaning? And to that, I, I've decided I'm going to point us back to the Septuagint because the Septuagint was the Bible of the early church, which was later supplemented by the writings of the apostles within the New Testament that we have. But the Septuagint was the Bible of the early church. And in the Septuagint, it indicates that Lamech had already avenged himself on a young Canaanite who had wounded him. And this here was the speech that, where he was explaining that this homicide was justifiable because it had supposedly been committed in self-defense. But the way that he does it is uh, rather boastful. And so rather than shame, Lamech wore violence as a badge of honor. Adah and Zillah were married to a brutal, merciless, cold-hearted man. You know, in this last century, despite all of the advances we've had in agribusiness and arts and technology, it was the most violent century in the history of the world. Over 100 million people were murdered by their own government in Russia and in Germany and in China and elsewhere. So the flowering of culture and invention does not restrain the escalation of sin. Now notice here that Lamech mentions Cain's protection. That means that his story, Cain's story, had been passed from generation to generation. But also note that he doesn't mention God's name. So unlike his ancestor Cain, who felt a desperate need for God's protection, he thinks, Lamech thinks he can handle everything by himself. And this is what he says. He says, God, if God is vengeant sevenfold, it, in my case, it's going to be 77-fold. And God's vengeance upon someone killing Cain uh, was appropriate to the crime. It was an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But Lamech was threatening here that he would send an avalanche of vengeance that would bury anyone who crossed his path wrong. Instead of vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, uh, it was something else. And uh, vengeance became part of the human tradition. So Lamech's chief characteristics, along with his irregular marriages, were not commendable. He was vindictive. He was arrogant. He would not hesitate to kill anyone. Uh, and his mindset was just like and perhaps even greater than his great-great-great-grandfather, Cain. He was following the way of Cain. Now, this is probably the passage that was uh, a backdrop when, when Jesus was instructing Peter that he was to forgive seven times 70 times. It was a drawing this contrast. Now, as I mentioned before, Lamech is the first polygamist that's recorded in human history, and his version of marriage is not in conformity to God's design. One man, one woman, uh, one flesh, 
one lifetime. And so I'd like to focus a little bit on marriage today uh, and, and its importance uh, because it, it's good. There are three institutions that are distinct from others in the Bible. They are the family, the church, and the state. The Bible doesn't tell us anything about running uh, businesses and uh, hospitals and schools and stuff like that, as long as we run them in uh, accordance with the general principles that are given to us in Scripture, like honest scales, speaking the truth, not stealing, those kinds of things. But uh, marriage and family are different. Family is based on marriage, and God established marriage for the well-being and happiness of mankind. Learning the truth of who we are from the book of Genesis. This has been Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno. Well, as we close out our time together today, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow as we'll continue our studies here in Genesis. And just how far from truth our society and culture has drifted because of sin. We hope that these studies in Genesis have restored in you a desire to return to God's designs and directives. If you'd like to learn more, visit us at highlands.us, highlands.us. Until tomorrow, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.